Welcome to this week's presentation with Scott Toole. We are thrilled to have you joining us as we gain insight from God's Word. Now, speaking from Rosedale Baptist Church in Baltimore, Maryland, here's Pastor Toole. See our Bibles turn to 1 Samuel chapter 18. We're finally going to start walking into that next chapter. It took us three weeks to cut Goliath's head off. Uh, three weeks. It only took David one stone. It didn't take God one drop of sweat. Uh, and so look at verse number five, if you will. And David went out whithersoever Saul sent him and behaved himself wisely. And Saul set him over the men of war, and he was accepted in the sight of all people and also in the sight of Saul's servants. And it came to pass as they came, when David was returned from the slaughter of the Philistine, that, that the women came out of all the cities of Israel singing and dancing to meet King Saul with tabrets, with joy, with instruments of music. And the women answered one another and as they played and said, Saul has slain his thousands, and David his tens of thousands, next verse, and Saul was very wroth, and the saying displeased him. Probably the most incredible victory Israel has ever had, uh, and so many positive things happening, happening for David, but not everyone was on board. Uh, not everyone was on board. You ever been there where, where that criticism that, that came your way, you didn't know why it came? Uh, that negativity, maybe that, that, that pushback. And uh, here we see David who, who did everything right, did, did, did nothing wrong. Uh, and, and now Saul, who should have been appreciative, Saul, who uh, should have been welcoming him even more, uh, instead Saul was, was very wroth and, uh, and, and displeased with him. It reminds me a little bit of chapter 17 when uh, Saul was uh, greatly uh, afraid and dismayed greatly afraid. Goliath, uh, he was dismayed and greatly afraid at, at Goliath. And so uh, David took care of his Goliath problem, but now uh, he's displeased and very wroth. Uh, this incredible success was what led David to one of his deepest valleys. Uh, and it wasn't for 12, 13, 14, 15 years from now, uh, Saul chasing him, Saul uh, attacking him, Saul going after him. It wasn't until the backside of that that David ascended the throne, gave Saul plenty of time to throw barbs and darts and, and fiery criticisms his way and uh, attacks his way. Uh, the thing I want you to notice, though, point number one, the allegiance in David, it wasn't David's fault. Point number one, the allegiance in David. Uh, we're going to see that Saul turns to be uh, David's enemy, but but the only thing David did was uh, save Saul from Goliath. The only thing David did was uh, help Israel win that victory. Uh, but, but, but the thing you need to take note of, it wasn't David's fault. Look at verse 2. And Saul took him that day and would let him go no more home to his father's house. Saul, Saul, that uh, unreasonable request. Uh, you're not going to be able to go home ever uh, to your father's house. Uh, but look at David's incredible response, 5. And David went out whithersoever Saul sent him. That unreasonable request from that bitter, jealous uh, person uh, was met by David with an incredible uh, response. You see, when Saul turns against David, uh, it wasn't about David, it was about Saul. Uh, when Saul is attacking David, uh, it wasn't about David, it was about Saul. In fact, the, the chapter four times highlights that. Uh, highlights that before anyone misunderstands. 
Uh, it's not that David was trying to push or uh, David was uh, on the attack. In fact, four times, four times, uh, the Bible says that David behaved himself wisely. Look at it, at verse 5. And David went out with us wherever Saul sent him and behaved himself wisely. Say that, he behaved himself wisely. Now, the second time is in verse number 14, and I like uh, the added qualifier. And David behaved himself wisely in all his ways. Not just wisely, but wisely in, in all his ways. Uh, now look down at verse number 15. Uh, wherefore, when Saul saw that he behaved himself very wisely, uh, and so here he is, uh, David, he's, he's uh, being attacked, and God says, now wait a second, before you uh, draw a wrong conclusion, David behaved himself wisely. Uh, David behaved himself wisely in all his ways. Uh, and now, David behaved himself very wisely. Uh, you see, David's success reminded Saul of his failures. David's courage reminded Saul of Saul's cowardice. Uh, and it was something inside of Saul that was causing this. It wasn't anything that David did. Look at the fourth time, verse number 30. Then the princes of the Philistines went forth, uh, and it came to pass after they went forth that David behaved himself more wisely than all the servants of Saul. Does anybody see that ramping up? Uh, he behaved himself wisely. Uh, he behaved himself wisely in all his ways. He behaved himself very wisely. Uh, he behaved himself more wisely than all the servants uh, of Saul. Uh, now that Hebrew word wise uh, implies two things. Number one, uh, it implies that he was slow to speak. David, slow to speak. Proverbs 10. He that refraineth his lips is wise. Uh, and then it also implies that he was quick to listen. Slow to speak, quick to listen. Proverbs 21. When the wise is instructed, he receiveth knowledge. Uh, you see, David's not trumpeting uh, his own horn and uh, declaring uh, his own praise and uh, telling everyone uh, about what he did there in the valley of Elah. No, uh, David stayed humble. He was teachable. Uh, a lot like James 1.19, this is, Wherefore, my beloved brethren, uh, let everyone be swift to hear, slow to speak. Uh, and so he had success. He also had submission. He had success. He also had submission. Hey, he was a hero, but he also was incredibly humble. And so we're going to have this table turn for a while where Saul's attacking and Saul's attacking and Saul's attacking. And right out of the gate, remember, it's not David's fault. In fact, put down number two. Uh, not only do we see the allegiance in David towards Saul, uh, we also see the affection for David. The affection for David. Quickly. Verse 1. It came to pass when he had made an end of speaking unto Saul that the soul of Jonathan was knit, was knit with the soul of David, and Jonathan loved him as his own soul. The fabric of Jonathan's soul was knit with the fabric of David's soul. Uh, almost to where when one of those fabrics move, it's felt by the other. When uh, one of those fabrics tears, it's it's felt by the other. Uh, they came, became so close, became, became uh, so close, their hearts were in tune with each other because both of their hearts were in tune with the Lord. Uh, in chapter 14 and chapter 17, there's two different battles. Uh, there's two different people. Uh, and 
two very similar proclamations. Uh, in chapter 14, it says, It may be that the Lord will work for us, for there's no restraint uh, to the Lord to save by many or by few. Boy, faith, courage. Uh, but then we saw in chapter number 17, David saying, I come to thee in the name of the Lord of hosts. The Lord will deliver thee. Uh, the, the interesting thing is it's said by two different people. Uh, one of them is Jonathan and his armor bearer about to climb that hill. Uh, Jonathan and his armor bearer, and he said, uh, it may be that the Lord will work for us. There's no restraint to the Lord to say by many or by few. And David very similarly said, hey, you come to me, sword, shield, uh, spear. Uh, I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts. Why, both of them had a heart for God, uh, and that's why both of them had a heart for each other. Write it down quickly. Uh, it was a strong friendship. A strong friendship. Uh, their souls were knit. Uh, they made a covenant. Uh, three, uh, Jonathan loved him as his own soul. A strong friendship. It was a selfless friendship. Uh, a selfless uh, friendship. Uh, look at verse number four. Uh, Jonathan, uh, who knew he was next in line for the throne, uh, he was to wear that crown. Uh, he was to be given that position. Verse four, and Jonathan stripped himself of the robe that was upon him and gave it to David. Now, most of us should know what that's talking about. We talked about it last week, if you missed that. We talked about it uh, in Ruth, if you missed that. Uh, if you missed both of those, you need to be more faithful to church. Anyway, uh, and we talked about both of those. Uh, it's that hem of the garment that denotes those tassels, those strands, the color, the arrangement. Uh, that, that denotes status and position uh, and, and, and where they're headed and uh, uh, what, what authority they have. And uh, Jonathan here, selfless relationship, takes that off and lays it at the feet of David, takes that off and gives it uh, to David. Uh, and of course, we talked about how six chapters later, David uh, does uh, something similar but, but uh, 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 almost opposite when he Cut the skirt of Saul's robe. It was the same thing. David was saying, uh, not like Jonathan, I defer to you, but, but David in a moment of flesh said, uh, I'm cutting off your status. I'm, I'm cutting off your position. Uh, and, and you see it because the next verse, he says, this, the Bible said, uh, and his heart smote him. His heart smote him. Uh, and he said, God forbid that I should touch the Lord's uh, anointed. Uh, it was a, 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 a strong friendship. It was a... A, a selfless friendship. When Jonathan basically said, I'll step out of the way, David, if that's God's will for you. Uh, Saul referenced it in 1 Samuel 20 when he said, Thou hast chosen the son of Jesse, David, uh, to thine own confusion. For uh, as long as the son of Jesse liveth upon the ground, thou shalt not be established nor thy kingdom. Uh, and then Jonathan referenced it again in chapter 23 when, when Jonathan went to David and spoke to David saying, Thou shalt be king over Israel, and I shall be next unto thee. And so get, it's not just, okay, I'm a little warm, taking off my coat, my robe, and, uh, and if you need it, go ahead and take it. So much more than that. Jonathan deferring, it was a strong friendship. Now, Jonathan deferring, it was a selfless friendship. Number three, write it down. It was a sincere friendship. Uh, and so we're looking at the allegiance in David, loyal, serving, uh, Saul, uh, it wasn't about David, but also uh, the, the affinity for, the affinity for, or the affection for David, Jonathan, 
that sincere friendship. Now, I know it was a sincere friendship because David reciprocated all the way uh, even after Jonathan's death. Uh, in 2 Samuel chapter 9, David said, Is there yet any that is left of the house of Saul, that I may show him kindness for Jonathan's sake? For Jonathan's sake. Uh, and so Jonathan, it was a strong friendship. It was a selfless friendship. But David, it was a sincere friendship. And that's when he blessed Mephibosheth uh, like he did for Jonathan's uh, sake. You know, we're tempted with uh, this type of, of teaching to say, boy, I wish I had those kind of friends. Uh, you don't have those kind of friends by looking for those kind of friends. You have those kind of friends by being that kind of a friend. Uh, someone said, I went to church to seek a friend and found none there. I went to church to be a friend and found them everywhere. Strong friendship, selfless friendship, Sincere friendship. But number three, it was a singular friendship. A singular friendship where most admired David and many sang about David and were encouraged by David. There wasn't a whole lot of ones that would be faithful to death all the way in. They wouldn't falter. They wouldn't back away. Relationships born from advancement and promotion and Success are many, but the depths of them are untested. If you want to really know who your friends are, make a mistake. You want to really know who your friends are, do something with which they disagree. Uh, you want to know who your friends are, uh, take a downturn financially, and uh, I don't have the wherewithal to help anymore. Uh, if you want to know who your true friends are, a, a friend loveth at all times, and a brother is born for adversity. The longer I serve in the same place, serving the same people uh, at the same church, the more I appreciate those that have uh, been with me through the highs and the lows and the successes and the struggles. And uh, after 25 years, hey, we've been through them all. Uh, but I truly appreciate the Jonathans, the Jonathans, that strong friendship, that, that, that selfless friendship, that that sincere friendship, boy, that's the affection for David. And so number three, write it down. Uh, the most incredible victory Israel has ever seen, uh, and, and, and Saul turns and attacks. Uh, and Saul turns and attacks. Why? David's success reminds Saul of his failure. Uh, David's courage reminds Saul of his cowardice. Uh, and we see the allegiance in David. It wasn't his fault. Uh, and then the affection for David. God gave him a true friend. But then number three, quickly again, the acclamation of David. All I'm trying to show you is in the best of times, the successful times, the promotion-type times, uh, there's still negatives and criticisms, uh, and everyone isn't always positive about how God has blessed you. The acclamation, write it down, there's popularity. Verse 16, all Israel and Judah love David. There's promotion. Uh, verse 5, Saul set him over the men of war. Some 17, 18 years old, uh, and now he's over all the men of war. Uh, it was a major promotion. Uh, it was also a merited promotion. Verse 5, Saul set him over all the men of war, uh, and he was accepted in the sight of all the people, uh, and also in the sight of Saul's servants, 
Everyone knew he deserved it. Uh, everyone knew he deserved it. Uh, there was uh, promotion. There was uh, uh, popularity. There was praise. And I'm not going to sing the song for you. We talked about the song. But uh, Saul has slain his thousands, David his tens of thousands, and in a heartbeat. Uh, and quicker than a hiccup, uh, he went from an unknown shepherd to a national hero. Uh, he went from someone that no one knew his name. Uh, his dad precluded him from being an option, uh, uh, of being anointed in chapter 16. Uh, uh, from that to, to now being that national hero, well-known general. Uh, and so far the results are great, except for one person that wasn't on board, uh, Saul. Saul, look at verse number 7. The criticism, the criticism. Saul has slain his thousands. David is tens of thousands. Verse 8. And Saul was very wroth. Say that with me. And Saul was very wroth. And the saying, say it, displeased him. He was very wroth. And the saying displeased him. Now, I think the thing that you're going to find striking, it is for me, is in chapter 16, the Bible says that Saul loved him greatly. Saul loved him greatly. He was already being a blessing to Saul, already being a help to Saul. Saul loved him greatly. Uh, but now, now, now that David, the only thing he did was bring a victory to Saul, be a help to Saul, kill Goliath for Saul, uh, step out even when Saul wouldn't. Uh, but David's success reminded Saul of his failure. Uh, David's courage uh, reminded Saul of his cowardice. Uh, and now Saul, criticism, criticism, very wroth, and, and the saying displeased him. Uh, and he said, they have ascribed unto David ten thousands? And, and to me they have ascribed but thousands. And, and what can he have more but the kingdom? Verse 9, and Saul eyed David from that day forward. Put down number four, and here's the sermon, the adversaries against David. The adversaries against David. We know that it wasn't because of what David did. Uh, we know that it wasn't because of what David said. Uh, we know that it wasn't because of David, but because of Saul. Saul, his insecurity, his jealousy. Uh, Saul, that, that hollowness in his heart, begins to attack. Verse 8, very wroth, displeased. What can he have more but the kingdom? Verse 9, and Saul eyed David from that day forward, verse 10, and it came to pass on the morrow that the evil spirit from God came upon Saul. He prophesied in the midst of the house, and David played with his hand as at other times, and there was a javelin, a javelin in Saul's hands. By the way, there always was. There always was, there always will be. That's what he moved in, that javelin, that attacking Verse 11, and Saul cast the javelin, for he said, I, I will smite David even to the wall with it. And David avoided out of his presence twice. Twice. Can you imagine? Uh, it would have only taken me once. <laughs> and, uh, uh, and David, that allegiance to Saul, maybe he was having a bad day. Hey, I'm going to go back in. You don't have to tell me twice. Uh, just tell me once, I'm good. Uh, uh, but here, uh, uh, Saul went from loving him greatly, from loving him greatly. Can I say this? The last javelin that was pointed his way, David, uh, wasn't from Saul, it was from Goliath. It was an enemy. Uh, and David would expect that from an enemy. Uh, David would expect that from a non-believer. 
Uh, David would expect that from someone who doesn't have a heart for God, not on the same team, but it hurts the heart so much more when it's someone that's a friend. Psalm 41. Mine enemies speak evil of me. I understand that. Verse 7. All that hate me whisper together against me. I, I get that. They're my enemies. They hate me. Uh, against me do they devise hurt. I get that. They're my enemies. They hate me. But look at verse number 9, the shocker. Yea, mine own familiar friend, in whom I have trusted, which did eat of my bread, he hath lifted up his heel against me. Boy, that's where the heart hurts the most. In fact, Psalm 55, 12, For it was not an enemy that reproached me, then I could have borne it. I would have understood it. Neither was it he that hated me that did magnify himself against me. I would have understood it. I could have endured it. Then I would have hid myself from him. But it was thou, a man, my equal, my guide, and my acquaintance. David's success brought commendation from friends, from friends, from even fans, but but David's success brought criticism from the phonies, from the fickle, from the foes, from the boss, from a friend, from someone that he blessed, that criticism, that criticism, that criticism. By the way, someone said if you don't ever want to be criticized, don't ever do anything, say anything, or uh, achieve anything. But if you do, you will be criticized. In fact, look at the progression of Saul. Okay, just think in your mind, if you will. 1 Samuel 16, the Bible says Saul loved him greatly. Uh, and then chapter 18, our text here, verse 9, and then Saul eyed him from that day. He went from loving him greatly to eyeing him suspiciously. Uh, look at verse 12. And Saul was afraid of David because the Lord was with him and was departed from Saul. David had success, I have failure. Uh, David had courage, uh, I had cowardice. We're starting to see the heart of Saul is the reason that Saul uh, attacked. And he went from loving him greatly to eyeing him suspiciously to, to being afraid of him insecurely. Uh, I'm afraid of him. Uh, and then all the way down in verse number 29, and Saul was yet the more afraid of David, and Saul became David's enemy continually. Continually. Hey, don't forget, nothing has changed in David. Nothing has changed in David. He's willing to wait 13, 14 years. If God's promoting him, then God will, will do what God does with Saul. I'm not going to bum rush that. I'm not going to try to usurp that authority. I'm not going to try to uh, take Saul down. I'm willing to wait. Uh, humbly. In fact, uh, even after those javelins, those javelins, those javelins, even after the success that he had, he still was filling that spot that God gave, being an encouragement and a blessing to Saul. Saul, from loving him greatly to uh, eyeing him suspiciously to uh, being afraid of him insecurely to uh, being an enemy of his continually. Look at chapter 19. Look at verse number one of chapter 19. And Saul spake to Jonathan his son and to all his servants that they should kill David. That they should kill David. And it wasn't because of David. It was because of the insecurity. Uh, it was that jealousy. 
Uh, it was that envy inside uh, of Saul, from love to, to suspicion to, to insecurity to, to uh, an enemy to, to uh, I'm going to kill him, uh, I'm going to kill him, uh, I'm going to kill him. Uh, and I get that we don't have that, that killing because someone dislikes someone, uh, but there's a whole lot of character assassination. There's a whole lot of assaults and, and lethal assaults on a person's reputation. But, but it's not because of David here. It's because of Saul here. David describes it in Psalm 109.4, For my love, they are my adversaries. They have rewarded me evil for good and hatred for my love. Paul put it this way. He said, the more I love, the less I be loved. You ever have that criticism at work? That attack from a friend? Maybe the neighborhood, and, and yes, we, we introspect for a minute to, to, to say, okay, are, is there something I need to adjust, something I need to, maybe I misspoke, maybe I, I, I took a wrong step, but, but then when you're done with that, they're still attacking, they're still criticizing, uh, because it's not about you, it's about, it's about them. Uh, not everyone is happy with his promotion, the blessing, uh, the hand of God. Not everyone is happy, uh, is happy. Uh, and, and that success, that success, I can see David saying, now wait a second, Saul, uh, all I've ever done is listen to you. All I've ever done is obey. Uh, all I've ever done is fight for you. All, all I've ever done is put my life on the line for you. Uh, look at it in the chapter again. We, it's a pivotal point. We need to get this. Verse 11, he threw the javelin at him twice, attacking David's heart. Uh, 13, he made him captain over his, uh, his army, uh, but it was in hopes that he would die uh, by the Philistines. In fact, look at verse number, verse number uh, 20. And Michael, Saul's daughter, loved David, and they told Saul, uh, and the thing pleased him. And Saul said, I'll give him to her uh, that she may be a snare to him. Uh, not to be a blessing to him, that she may be a snare to him, uh, and that the hand of the Philistines may be against him. Uh, and then 25 let him know, tell him that, that he needs to kill a hundred Philistines in order to, to have my daughter's hand in marriage. And David did double that, double that. Uh, verse 27, 29, uh, and Saul was yet the more afraid of David, and Saul became David's enemy continually. Uh, would anyone say that, that this was a probably a very trying time for David's heart? Well, you hear a song sung about you, it'd be hard not to have a proud heart. Uh, and then uh, you have people that are kind of fickle, fickle, you're for me, against me, you're fickle, fickle. It's kind of a, uh, an insecure and unsettled heart. Uh, but then uh, you have someone that is a close friend, someone that, that, that is on the same team attacking you. Boy, it would be very easy to have a hurt, a very hurt heart. And so I want to just fill in the rest of the outline very quickly on uh, how was David able to go through this without having his heart ripped out of his chest? How was he able to keep his heart? Don't lose heart. Put down number five, and this is the sermon, the attitudes by David. The attitudes by David. How do you respond when people attack and the only thing you've ever done is love them? The only thing you ever have done is bless them. They, they criticize, and the only thing you've ever done is work hard for them. Number one, the attitude of humility. He had a humble heart. He had a humble heart. Uh, he wasn't going to be proud, proud, and then, then disillusioned. He had a humble heart. Hey, he realized that everything that he had was given to him. David did, by God, by God. Uh, almost like Job's attitude, the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. 
Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hey, I was a shepherd before this happened. Uh, I can always be a shepherd again. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hey, thank the Lord for the ups. Thank the Lord for the downs. Blessed be the name of the Lord. God's grace gave me that job. God's grace gave me that health. God's grace gave me the blessings that I have. In fact, 21 and 22 in our passage, well, you're going to get uh, uh, Michael, uh, uh, Saul's daughter, uh, to, be your, to be your wife if you do this. 23, and Saul's servants spake those words in the ears of David. And David said, seemeth it to you a light thing to be a king's son-in-law? Seeing that I am a poor man and lightly esteemed. Basically saying, this is a huge deal for me to marry her. This is beyond me for me to marry her. Why would he say that he had a humble heart? I'm a poor man and lightly esteemed. Number two, the attitude of loyalty. He had a loyal heart. A loyal heart. And by that I mean uh, he served and worked even after all of this in that position uh, until he knew he couldn't turn it around. Uh, but he didn't serve in that position because of his human leader. He served in that position because of his heavenly father. Because his heavenly father is the one that put him there. The one that put him there. Uh, and we see twice in verse 11, Saul tried to kill him. And then uh, a third time in First uh, Samuel chapter 19, and it's incredible to me that, that David is still serving. David is still obeying. Uh, David is still uh, performing that, that, that work, that position that he had. Uh, but it's not because of his human leader, it's because of his heavenly father. And so he had a humble heart, a humble heart. Uh, he had a loyal heart, a loyal heart. He was serving as to the Lord, not as to Saul. Uh, he was serving not for Saul, or to Saul. Uh, he was serving the Lord as he served Saul. It's a lot like Ephesians 5, where, 6, where it says, Servants, be obedient unto them that are your masters according to the flesh, fear and trembling and singleness of heart, as unto Christ. Not with thy servants as men pleasers, but as the servants of Christ, doing the will of God from the heart, with good will doing service, as to the Lord and not to men. Uh, put down number three. He had a humble heart. He had a, a loyal heart. And then the attitude of charity, the attitude of charity, he had a loving heart, a loving heart, a loving heart. There's a verse that's uh, many times missed. Uh, his delay, his, his patience in uh, ascending the throne, it wasn't until he realized that it was for the good of the people of Israel. But he loved them. He blessed them. He loved them. He blessed them. Uh, and if he let his heart get hardened now because of this, he wouldn't be in a place to be able, his heart uh, wouldn't be in a place to be able to love them and bless them, to love them and to bless them. It was that loyalty of heart, that humility of heart, that, that, that charity that he has in his heart. And for us, I guarantee you, we wouldn't have to, uh, go long before someone could say, yeah, over here at work, or yeah, that happened at the neighborhood, family, or some friend, well, he was a friend, or at least I thought he was a friend, because a friend loveth at all times, a brother is born for a He must not have been. He must not have been. Uh, those hard times reveal who the true friends are, but I want to make sure that my heart, uh, I've seen, heard of pastors and pastor's wives that, that um, uh, early on, they, 
loving, 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 but they had been hurt, hurt, hurt. Uh, and then they're unable to love anymore because they didn't guard their, guard their heart. Well, I'm just afraid to get close. I'm afraid to open up. I'm afraid to, to bless. And, 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 to, uh, and, and it's not just pastors, I promise you that. Uh, Christians that have been hurt and cut. Uh, David, uh, David wanted to make sure that he was able to, to keep his heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Let's make sure we don't lose heart during criticism. And I went a long way to get here, uh, but it does set the table for the next couple of chapters. And so uh, let's go to the Lord in prayer and ask God to put a guard around our heart. And that is today's message. We invite you to tune in next time with Scott Toole as he presents another message from Rosedale Baptist Church. For more information about today's presentation or about the ministries of Rosedale Baptist Church, go online to rosedalebaptist.org. That's rosedalebaptist.org. Join us again next time as we study the Bible chapter by chapter, verse by verse.